Uh, hello and welcome back to the Sandy Pars Golf Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Teeson. And I'm Randy Duran. This podcast will be talking about a recent round at a local golf course. We'll tear into some stats to see what makes a 77 round different from a 92 round. We'll focus. We'll discuss our focus points for our next round. And we'll also dive into the upcoming Genesis Open. Thank you, and we will see you on the other side of the song. So, Randy, how was this last week of golf for you? For myself, uh, I think it was a, a pretty good uh, week of golf. Um, as I'm, I, I know what you're alluding to is <laughs> one of my best rounds I've ever had, um, and we'll we'll be diving into that um, into that later. But uh, how how did you view your round? Yeah, it was good. So we went out. We played. Uh, we played a local course here to us, and it was it was exciting. It was kind of like. Um, we talked about last show how we have, we call it our tour. It's me and Randy and then two of our buddies that we play a lot of, uh, courses with. And it was us four all went out and played. So it was exciting. Um, you know, it, I was really looking forward to it. We talked about on the podcast last week, um, trying to take the ego out of playing. And so I had all these things bouncing around in my head and we went out and played. And uh, yeah, my round was not as successful as your round was, <laughs> to put <laughs> I, it lightly. What's <laughs> funny is I did take some of the talking points we had uh, last week and applied it to my game. And instead of trying to hit a you know flush shot every single time, try to take the uh, and, and, you know, really maximize the distance of my clubs. I just clubbed up and took the ego out of the shot and Swinging a little bit easier leads a little bit more control, and for me, it was better results. Yeah, I saw that. I don't appreciate you kind of using my strategy against me. Well, I mean, you should listen to yourself. I mean, it's pretty. It's a pretty good. It's a pretty good strategy. Um, I think so, we'll find out the the strategy worked. I, I feel like I did a good job. Um, you know, we talked about. You know, like for me, um, instead of trying to, yeah, pure a three iron from 205 yards, you know, going eight iron pitching wedge in, you know, and then sinking a putt, which I, I, I pretty well pulled off the eight iron pitching wedge part. It was the sinking the putt part that did not go according to plan. Yeah. Um, so as we said in the in the intro, you shot a 77, which was six over for the course, right at par mm -hmm. 71. Yep. Um, and I shot a 92, which 21 over. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, coming right out of the gates of the round, uh, <laughs> I I really got behind the eight ball, so to speak, with a, a snowman on the first hole. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I hit a drive. I hit a drive left, but I was fine. It was it was like left of the trees, and I had a wide open path to the green. Um, and it was just an easy nine iron, right? It was an easy shot. It was, and I pushed it right, right into a sand trap. And my ball was completely buried. I mean, I, I, I pured the nine iron well. Mm -hmm. And it was mm -hmm. pin high. It was green high. And it just landed in a sand trap and completely plugged. Mm 
It was the fluffiest sand trap they had on the course, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so, like, first hole, I'm already like, oh, man, well, let's see. Let's get out of it. And so, I mean, my first shot in the sand was pretty much just to get it loose. There was no shot I had of getting it out on the green. So I really hacked at it, popped it out of the sand. And then it was, you know, nice, you know, sitting on top of the sand. Mm -hmm. So I quickly, I I probably rushed it a little much, um, just kind of stepped right up to it and hit it again. And I hit it perfectly clean. And of course, flew it, I don't know, 25 yards past the green, which <laughs> already, so I'm laying five, no, I'm laying four back there and then have a very difficult chip in. So already I start the, you know, we had all this build up to the round mm-hmm. and the first hole. So I got an eight on the first hole. You, you know? did a good job kind of uh, just like shrugging that off though. I, I didn't hear anything out of you that was like, oh a snowman on the first hole. None, none of that came out. So you were still yeah. optimistic from that point. I, I account that to, uh, I'm reading this book by uh, Bob Rotella, which is called Golf is Not a Game of Perfect, which in that he makes the point that um, a lot of amateurs, you know, you think you should get par, or, you know, they think they should get par in every hole, but golf just isn't that game. You know, there's, you're going to go par, 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 double, you know. So it's only, you know, if, if you, you play five rounds, like I'm probably going to get one snowman in five rounds. It just happened to be on the first hole of, you know, <laughs> the, yeah. the first real uh, round we played of the year. So I, I took that approach to it, which is why I did kind of shrug it off. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a difficult way to start around for sure. <laughs> yeah, um, that hole's tough. I mean, it's it's a, a sharp dogleg left. I've been in the spot that you were in. Um, you were lucky to not be obstructed by any trees. A lot of trees uh, along that left side there blocked the, the the shot into the green, and you're essentially laying up. So yeah, um, yeah. Luckily, luckily, I went left enough. Mooney, <laughs> uh, Mooney was over there. We hit similar drives, but he was closer to the fairway, so the trees were in play for him. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, so, that was so, like so yeah. overall. Like, what do you think? Like, you know. What do you think went well in terms of, you know, you applied your strategy. We played 18 holes. You know, what went well, a part of your game, and what did not go well? Like, um, I mean, the things that went well. So uh, the other kind of oddity about this course is you don't hit, you're not allowed to hit driver on the driving range, or you're not supposed to, I should say. Some of us did hit driver that day on the driving range. to Yeah, it helps. It really helps. (laughs) Like 80. Uh, so like it's a short driving range. So they say no shots over 200 yards. Um, so, you know, I, I didn't three out of the four of us, Randy excluded, didn't hit driver on the driver. (laughs) Randy missed the sign. (laughs) Yep. So anyway, it, it took a while to get driver going, but I feel, um, my driver settled in and you know that that went okay it didn't go great um i realized what i was doing i was kind of falling forward as i was um hitting drives on like mm. uh, two no two i didn't hit driver but four the long par five i, I took a breakfast ball and hit two identical terrible drives i'm I was kind of falling forward towards the ball and catching it like right on the hill of the yeah. club yeah, I was wondering what was going on with those two. Like, those were just not your swing. It was, uh, it was odd. Yeah, so I figured that out. Um, and driver was fine. I, I hit a fair number of fairways. 
Um, but the things that went really well was kind of those mid irons and, uh, see, it's tough. So I left myself, I almost feel like on some of those where instead of going three iron, you go, you know, short iron wedge, I left myself too little in right on the second Mm -hmm. spot. So where I hit a lot of those, I hit seven iron, not eight. I should have probably hit eight iron. I would go like um seven iron and then i was leaving myself only like 80 yards which mm-hmm. is kind of right in between my sandwich goes 75 um and my i have a gap wedge that goes closer to like 95 100 so i was leaving it in this dead zone and i was trying to hit some like choke down gap wedges into greens mm-hmm. and hitting them long i mean you saw there was at least two or three i remember where it's just i th- I, th- I thought i hit them well but they weren't sticking to the green and bouncing over yep Yep. So that course, that course, uh, I played it on a last week and the same thing. Um, it was hard to get some, it was hard to get shots to, to stick unless you really flushed them. Um, and even if you did, it was still going to have a little bit of a release. And yeah. I saw, I was on the green for one awesome shot you hit. It just, there wasn't enough green left for it to hit and then spin back. Yeah. So that, I mean, part of, so I guess dialing in my strategy, it would be to find out and really what, how the strategy is supposed to work is you find out, you work backwards from the hole, not forwards from the tee, right? Mm-hmm. So like, you know, like really ideally for me, I would have like 115 in, which is like a pitching wedge, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so really i should do the math instead of kind of doing the math forward from the t which i knew i shouldn't be doing i did it anyways i should have done the math backwards from the green and find out what's going to put me in position to be in that 110 to 120 range um where like that's a range i'm really comfortable just hitting a pitching wedge and being confident it's gonna go you know 115 plus or minus a few yards Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one part of the strategy I need to dial in. So really, I was going to say the thing that went well was my kind of layups and then approaches. But really, they didn't. Not much went well, which I guess what is why you shoot a 92. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then just rounding it out, my putting was absolutely terrible, um, which we're going to tear into a minute after you talk about your round. But it's my my putting. I would have been fine, you know, if I would have put it yeah. average as an average person, it would have been fine. Um, but how about you? What, what do you feel went well and what do you have to work on? Um, well, we've talked uh, a lot lately. And one thing that we've kind of surprisingly found is I've been putting well and, uh, despite, you know, history and, um, for this last round, everything, I feel, I feel everything went pretty well. Um, you know, my driving didn't start, off on a a great foot i wasn't hitting many fairways but i wasn't in trouble um so that left me uh with a with clean shots or clear shots to to the green um the the number one thing without a doubt that was the thing that went well was hitting greens and regulation i absolutely dominated uh, hitting greens and regulation. <laughs> uh, and this is coming off a couple weeks ago, not being, I don't think I hit a single one wow. and, <clears throat> and just being able to dial that in. And the thing I focused on, on that is, 
is hitting, trying to for, uh, trying to hit a low shot, really hit down on the ball, and not take such a a big backswing, just nice mm. and easy, smooth tempo, and really try to hit a low ball flight. And even though some shots, you know, look like oh, I I really flighted it, trying to get it super high, it was a result of just hitting flush shots, uh, you know, trying to hit down on the ball. Yeah. And yeah, and so that that left me with, you know, a bunch of close, you know, uh birdie opportunities. Um and my putting showed up for the most part of the day. Um and so that was able to to convert a lot of one putts uh from that. So in the situations wow. where I didn't the couple holes I did not hit the green and regulation, I have a, a couple one putts there. So that shows my my short game was working. Um and then other than that, I think, you know, not getting into too much trouble off the tee, uh, hitting greens and regulation, and then, you know, converting some opportunities really kept my score low. And I was just extremely consistent um, for all but probably three or four holes. Um, the putting, great. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and then the putting let me down is the, the thing that did not go well. If I could have converted a couple – on a couple of holes instead of three putting and in one case four putting, uh, I could have even gone lower. And so how, why don't we tear into the stats? How many, how many putts did you have for the round? For the entire round I had 39. Oh, I'm sorry. I had 38 putts. Oh, wow. Hmm. Yeah. I thought it'd be lower. Well, I guess in comparison to me, I mean, so I had 44, which mm-hmm. I mean is, I mean, it's not, be, I was going to say it's in the ballpark of you. I mean, it's in the ballpark. It's, but it's what, 20% higher? No, 15% more putts than you had. Yeah. Um. Oh, that's interesting. I would have thought you had less putts, but. Yeah. And I can, just, I could redo my math, but I'm pretty sure because I had. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I had 18 yeah. on the front, 18 on the front, uh, 20 on the back. <clears throat> so you shot, we said 77. So how many, you know, taking those putts out of your round, how many strokes did you, like how many non-putting strokes did you have? <laughs> I had a total of 39 non-putting strokes. Wow. See, so I had I had 48. Right. So mm-hmm. one thing one thing um that we're trying to do because, uh, like, you know, Randy had a great round and I had, I had, I would say a bad round for me. I, I'm, I should yeah. break 90. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I agree. So, uh, we're going to kind of tear into the stats to see, you know, how do you shoot or pretty much how, how would you turn a 92 closer into a 77? Right. So the main, the main thing looking at my stats, the main thing I was thinking is putting, I, I had 44 putts, as I said, Mm-hmm. So, um, and then, and then that left me, I had 48 non-putting strokes. So it is, I mean, so that's looking at the putts, right? It's what six. So I had six more putts and I had nine more other shots. So those really, I thought the gap, my main gap was going to be made up in putting, but there's a much bigger gap of non-putting strokes, right? Yep. Six versus nine. I mean, that's pretty significant. It is. 
It is. Uh, so that's kind of shocking to me. I was expecting, I thought you were going to be kind of lower 30s on your putts. And wow, well, so that's you. Yeah, because yeah. on, on the back nine alone, I had two three putts and a four putt. So that really that really kind of uh, got things all out of sorts. Balloons it up. Yeah, and then on the front on the front nine, I had all two putts except for two holes where I had a three on one and, and a one on the other, and the the one putt was it was thankfully a birdie, um, but yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I I had nine three putts. Nine. Oh. Nine. Okay. Like, so there is huge. I mean, there's massive room for improvement there. How many? You how many three plus did you say you had? You had three only. One, two, three, four. I had four three putts, and one of those is a four putt. Yeah. So yeah, I had nine three putts, which is really bad. Which shows well, a lot of them I remember. I mean, I blasted. I. I you know, I was nowhere close on my lag. And a lot of them, I was long on my lags. Right? I'd, like, blow it past the hole and then have, like, you know, a solid six or seven feet coming back the other way. Um, so, looking at my... I mean, that... Looking back at the round, I think lag putting, right? Like, or, you know, minimizing the three putts mm-hmm. is the biggest thing that I can improve on. Mm-hmm. But the thing... Looking at the score, I mean... Looking at the I, non-putting strokes, I don't know how would how would I make up make those up? Where do you see that gap is between like you yeah. at thirty nine and me at forty eight? Well, I think it's greens and regulation. Um, yeah, I hit I hit fourteen of eighteen, and Dang. so when you do that, it's gonna be you know my my putts are added on top of that, right? So if you're not getting in greens and regulation, you're adding those three putts on top of that. So overall, you're adding. You know, I only I only beat you by you know six putting strokes, but because I was on the green in regulation, that's where the additional you know uh, yeah. eight strokes come from. Totally. Right yeah. So I hit I hit eight of eighteen green in regulation. So that's what that's six off the bat. That's assuming everything goes well and I get back you know in one stroke. Right. 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 And a lot of those aren't some of those, you know, if you, you know, hit a chip fat, you know, which I remember like on number one, when I I had that tough chip after I flew it out of the sand and then I chipped it and I hit it fat and I left myself, you know, the pin was in the very front of the green and it's a big green. I mean, I probably had a 40 foot putt, you know, right. It's that recovery shots. So I'm just making a list here because I have I have so much to work on. (laughs) GIRs, I mean, mm-hmm. and under that goes recovery shots. You know, if I'm going to miss the greens, I've got to get better at recoveries. Um, and I think the second major thing is just eliminating three putts. Yeah. Uh, one of my three putts, I'm just looking at the card here. I was lucky um, for it to be on a par five. So I reached the green in, in two and three putted from there. Jeez. So that's another thing. I was just going to say, that's another thing. Like, it looks like a three putt, you know, but at the same time, it's kind of not. Yeah. And this whole, this whole conservative strategy, taking the ego out, you know, reading about it, 
the whole thing kind of hinges on being able to putt well, right? Because if I'm getting to those par fives in three, when you're getting there in two, right, I still have to maybe one putt, you know, I should be close, right? I should be closer to the hole on my approach. Um, but then I should one putt, maybe two putt. Where on those, I'm probably getting there in three and then three putting, which where you're three putting for par, I'm three putting for bogey. Yeah, and that's exactly how this course defends itself. You know, it's not a it's not a, a long course. It's uh, it's really difficult greens. They roll really well, and it's obviously the wet season right now. But um, in the in the summertime, the greens at at the course we played at are extremely difficult. Uh, they run fast. They're undulated. They're multiple tiers. There's a few par threes, and the greens are uh, funhouse greens. Um, multiple tiers. Uh, you know, there's yeah. there's a there's a there's a couple par threes with three different shelves <laughs> essentially to hit into, and if you miss it. You have an extreme downhill or extreme uphill yeah. with multiple breaks. It's it's tough. Yeah, for sure. I think luckily on that one, I remember you were you were on the lower. It, the pin was on the lower tier. It was the clo- closest to the water. You have to carry water the whole way, and then the greens right off that. Yeah, but um, you were close, right on that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, I birdied that, yeah. and and I won four oysters. So. <laughs> And I was, I mean, I was in good position. I was short, um, right, if I remember correctly. But I I wasn't on the green. I was off the green and had to chip. And I, what, do you remember what number that is? That is number five. Five. Let me just look at my scorecard real quick. Wow. I got, no, it's number six. Yeah, number six. Yeah, I got a four on it. So I two-putted. I I missed the green chip and a two-putt for a uh, par. Or a bogey, excuse me. Um, so right there, missing the green. Um, and it, it was by far the easiest pin placement that that hole can have. Because if it's in that, it, it's three tiers like Randy mentioned. And then there's a huge sand trap on the left side. And if the pin's on the upper tier, you have to carry the water and the sand to get up there. Uh, so, you know, right there is a prime opportunity where you should... I mean, a player like me, I should par it at the worst. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's what it was like playing 125 or 130 yards or something, you know. And, uh, you know, getting a bogey there is just going to kill you on your round. It's just yep. inexcusable. Um, looking at the rest of my stats, nothing else really stands out. I was plus 12 on the front, plus 9 on the back. Um, my greens and regulation, I was 33%. On the front, um, 56% on the back. So three of nine on the front, five of nine on the back. Uh, my fairways on the front was 43%, and my fairways on the back were 67%. So looking at that, I mean, my stats definitely improved um, as I played. Mm-hmm. Um, I putted worst on the back. I had 23 putts on the back, 21 putts on the front. Not significant, you know, not a big significant difference there. Um, but I definitely hit more fairways on the back and I hit, hit way more. I mean, I hit two more greens, which is, you know, going from three to five is pretty significant. Yeah. Same, same, so, same with me. I, I, uh, on the front, I hit one of seven fairways on the back. I hit five of six dang. And, and then hit seven of nine greens and regulation. 
I have to I have to tell our listeners going into the last three holes, I was one under on the back and went bogey bogey double with a quadruple <laughs> with, with with a four putt on the final hole. And it's the second time I've been on 18 at this course, ready to drop one in for a personal best. And I have absolutely laid an egg. Um, but that back nine, I was playing extremely well. And that's why I was so bummed when uh, I couldn't quite convert there in the last three. You know, so it came down to putting. I mean, that's something you can work on, too, is closing. So how, yeah. like, you know, if you had to do it again, I mean, really, especially on 18, you were, well, the pin was in the front, you were way in the back, but you were still putting for birdie, yeah. right? You're for, so, I mean, you were in, it's a terrible putt because it's all downhill. Um, it's a tough putt. But, I mean, you were put yourself in position, yeah. Uh, what? So, like, closing out, you said bogey, bogey, double. Yep. Like, um, what do you think? Do you think it's like, do you, are you looking at the scoreboard as you're coming in? Like, do you see your name up, you know, at the top and you've got, you know, people, you know, do you feel pressure? I should say, do you, you know, yes. what do you, what do you think it is? Well, it, it, it's that. So, um, Without a doubt, I looked at the scorecard and I didn't see any bogeys. And I realized I was one under, and I was like, "Oh wow! All I have to do is par the last three holes." Dang. And that was the first time all day that I had thought of anything other than the next shot. Mm. And once I started doing that, um, and that's the thing that has that I always battle is. I can't hit a, a shot that's going to make up for the two bad shots I had before. I have to hit that shot. And yeah. I think I really think that's kind of what, what creeped into my head a little bit. I got away from taking my time. I was just, I just wanted the stress to be over <laughs> uh, <laughs> instead of just like taking it as an opportunity to, um, you know, really dial in and, and, and uh, lock in and focus. I took it as like, Let's just get out of here. I'm almost there. I, if I just do this, I can get out of here with a personal best. Dang. And then, you know, I just let myself down. Well, I mean, it's something to work on. Mm-hmm. I think about, I, we talked about it. Um, I forget which tournament. It was a recent tournament. And uh, there there was a guy that had like a medical exemption. And he had to finish like solo and fourth, um, right, to have P exempt for the whole season, the whole PGA season. He was like a corn fairy player. And he completely crumbled the last day. And it's probably, you know, it's it's a position, you know, there's not many times where you're in a position to score your personal best. There's, you know, the pressure is obviously less than this guy playing for his PGA card. But at the same time, it's still like, you know, you wanting to perform, him wanting to perform. And, you know, your focus just goes away of playing the golf you've been playing, you know, all day. Yeah. Yep. And so... Um, yeah, I, I hope to one day be in that position to shoot, to be shooting my personal best. I'll try to keep that in mind. <laughs> your, your lesson of, I, I won't be scorecard watching. <laughs> yeah. Th- uh, do not do that. And, um, I don't know. I, I'll try to figure out what exactly I'm going to focus on in those situations towards the I end would of the say round. Just don't add, don't even add your scores up, you know, just keep putting yeah. down threes fours and fives and don't look back and just you know that's one thing i'm not going to do is put the circles and squares on the card and because that's that's how i knew because i was doing that on the front nine 
and you can kind of tell where you're at by doing that. And then on the back nine, I had no squares and one circle. And I'm like, yeah. wow. Dang. I could go one under if I just par these last three holes, which is very hard to par three holes in a row. Let's be real. Yeah. And um, for at least for us. And to assume and take that for granted, I think that was the key mistake I made. Yeah. You know, yeah. They t- yeah. Well, it's something to keep in mind. Um, so I think that's your focus for the next round. I've got my list is improving my greens and regulation, um, working on recovery shots, man. It's so, it's, it's a hard thing to kind of, you know, I, if I'm just trying to think through, is it better to work on recoveries, right? Chips and putts, putts, definitely putts are always coming to play or just focus on hitting more greens and not have to worry about recovering i think Um, what i think the key is in um one thing that i've always kind of thought that my part of my game that's never really left is i don't really have too many of those duff shots or those skulls across the green um completely wasted shots completely wasted shots and i don't hit a perfect shot uh i don't hit a great shot i don't even hit a good shot every time Um, but when it comes down to like, if I'm chipping or if I have like, you know, I I do have a flop shot in my bag, I can hit a a pitch. I know how to hit a chip. I know how to hit a bump and run. Um, I think just having a go-to shot that is one around the green with no obstruction and then another shot where there is, where you need to get it up and down. Um, and I, I feel like I do those pretty well, regardless of how the rest of my game is, is going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's something that I need to get in my tool belt. Yeah. Um, so, um, talking about you know <laughs> us, you know, mere mortals who apparently scoring three pars to end a round is nearly impossible. <laughs> getting into the guys who actually expect that or better when they finish around, um, the PGA is. In the at the Riviera Country Club this week um, for the upcoming Genesis Open, um, it's it's Tiger's tournament. Riviera is essentially it's his home course, right? I mean, I've been watching videos all week with you know eighteen year old Tiger out there taking yeah. swings. And I think I remember like he doesn't he hasn't scored well there recently. I th- I think the when I was watching the AT and T they were talking about. Though he's he hasn't finished high. Yeah, and uh, but, it's, yeah, it's his tournament, um, and I think he's I don't I don't think he's ever won there. Um, I've got a Google machine here. Let me look it up. Yeah, yeah. While you look that up, I, I just don't think he's won there. I was looking at the popular picks um, going into this week. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of huge, and we talked about this on another podcast, but there's a lot of huge Rory. Uh, fans going into this season and every time I'm I'm watching golf network right now, they're talking about uh, Riviera and the, the guy on the screen is, is Rory McIlroy as a favorite. (laughs) Um, He's, he's brand new. Number one, just, just uh, um, back in that spot. Yep. Just leapfrog Kepka. And a lot of people are picking him. A lot of people are picking tiger though, too. 
so yeah i looked so uh riviera was it's where tiger played his first ever pga event Mm -hmm. so that was in 92 um and then at riviera so he has four top tens and two runner-up but no wins so yeah he it's not a course that he's dominated yeah but um it just makes you you, you brought you wonder, up Kepka. Where yeah. is Kepka? Is Kepka playing this weekend? I feel like you follow this better better than I do. <laughs> yeah, he he has a first round tee time at uh, at ten thirty tomorrow oh, awesome. Eastern, and he's and he's with Mickelson and Watson. And speaking of Watson, uh, <laughs> he's a he's a that's a great group by the way. What a great group, Mickelson yeah. and Watson together with Kepka. I mean, come on, you got two lefties that that curve and flight the ball, and you got. Brooks, who just lays it out there and hits a wedge <laughs> for the green. That's awesome. But, yeah, he's he's out there. He's playing. This is probably the first time a lot of people are going to see him on TV this year. Um, yeah, and he's grouped with those guys at 1030, all times Eastern. So that's 730. They tomorrow? all crush it, too. Uh, I, I saw last week they were talking about Mickelson, and his driving distance has, incre- has increased. They showed him when he was, like, a rookie way back when, skinny and everything. Yeah. And now he's hitting the ball further now than he ever has. So yep. all three of them are just going to be bombing it out there. Yep. Yeah, that's going to be a great group to watch. And and uh, Watson is a uh, it, uh, Watson's a popular pick, and I just saw it is Brooks's first start of 2020 um, out on the PGA Tour. So he was in about time. Yeah, he was in uh, Dubai or, or Saudi. I, I don't know what the, the last tournament was. Saudi the Saudi. <clears throat> He's in Saudi Arabia hmm. um, for the last tournament, but uh, this is his first actual PGA tournament um, this oh, year. Oh, that's awesome! So glad to have him back. That's good. Start give him enough time to get warmed up before the first major. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, who else is in the field? It looks like pretty stacked. Yeah, Justin Thomas, uh, Finau, Dustin Johnson. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, that's a that's a good weekend. Yeah, if, if you're out here ditching Tiger's tournament, if you think you're too big for Tiger's tournament, uh, I just don't see too many guys who who would do that. I mean, it's a who's who. You want to be out. Oh, he'll get you back at some point too. You know, he's just waiting for you to be playing heads to heads, and he'll just dominate you. <laughs> yep, that's exactly right. I he'll mean, get you back on the course. Yep, he will. I love this new Tiger. I love him. Uh, yeah. The, the way he interacts with these guys, you know, these these are all his his tiger cubs, yeah. and they're trying to take him out. They're trying to beat him, and they're still having trouble doing it. I'm looking at the top ten world golf rankings, and Tiger at 40 million years old is eighth. Jeez, it's amazing. It gives me hope that I have time to get my game in order. <laughs> 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 so what are you who are you leaning towards if you had to pick oh uh, well I'll, I'll i'll pick my front runner i'll pick my favorite and then i'll pick a dark horse my front runner is easily gonna be rory yeah uh my favorite is with a little bit of bias is obviously gonna be big cat <laughs> and then my dark horse is gonna be patrick cantley oh wow Where'd yeah. that come from? Well, I mean, if you look at his, if you look at his stats, he's one of the best golfers on on tour. He leads a lot, uh, and he's. I don't think he's out of the top ten in any major, uh, you know, measurable. Yeah. Um, 
and he's young. He's been up and coming. Uh, he performed really well at the um, President's Cup. The President's Cup. I feel like he yeah. needed that to give him some confidence instead of being, you know, this just quiet Patrick Cantley. Like, yeah. here, thrust him into the spotlight, make some clutch and some pressure packed shots and putts. And I think that experience is really going to help him. So we'll have yeah. to see. I remember them talking about it at the President's Cup, breaking down kind of who who he was and what he you know what he's accomplished as a golfer, and it is pretty you know it's remarkable. It's a name you always see. He's mm-hmm. always on you know the first page. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. That's an interesting pick. Um, I'm taking you? Bubba. I'm okay. going Bubba as my That's favorite. A good pick. Yep. Yeah. And what I'm about your he, what he about your front runner? Uh, I'm taking Bubba as my front runner. Okay. He won it in 2018 and 2016. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel confident with that. Um, what was it? Your front runner? Your your favorite? Your favorite? Hmm. I'm going Finau. I want to see Finau. I want to have like a year of Finau. You know, yeah. I want him to pick up a major, win a bunch of tournaments. Um, and I mean, he's been playing. He's he's been out there every week, and he's been towards the top, but he seems to fade. You know, he seems he does. to. He just can't. He's got the same disease you have. You can't, you know, finish a <laughs> tournament and can't finish a round. Sundays are brutal uh, to, to Tony. Yeah. And then as my dark horse, I'll take Dustin Johnson, you uh, know, yeah. averaging 395 yards on a drive. <laughs> you know, some dark horse. <laughs> I know. I, I was looking at Patrick Cantlay is the number six rated golfer in the world. And uh, so that's not necessarily a dark horse. But um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's great. Um, I really, you know, appreciate you caddying my game, helping me break down my score. And uh, um, it's really good. I feel like it was very insightful, at least for me, um, breaking down uh, our stats like that. And let's keep an eye and see what happens uh, with these guys this weekend. Yep. We'll cover it in our next podcast. All right. I will talk to you later. Hit them straight.